0: This is Brain Diet, episode 183, Five Health Habits to Normalize. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I wanted to put out a last call for signups for my masterclass that I am teaching next week. So this episode is going to air September 1st and on Wednesday, September 6th, I am teaching a free masterclass called Self-Care with an Autoimmune Condition. I am really excited about this class and I have put in all sorts of new material and I'm teaching a bunch of new things that I think is going to be so valuable and this class is going to be catered towards those with autoimmune conditions who feel like they might prioritize other things over self-care or you feel like your autoimmune condition is something you have to consider as you're making daily decisions. And if you feel like your autoimmune condition is just a bit of a roller coaster, I will be answering questions like, where am I lacking in my self-care that I'm not aware of? Where do nutrition and exercise fit into self-care? How can I maximize my self-care and save time and money? I'm not just going to be coming at you and saying, get more massages, although that might be a good idea. I know for me, that's something that I would really like to do more of, but there is so much more to self-care than just spending money on these types of physical rejuvenating activities, though there is a place for those. But I'm going to be talking really in depth about all of the different types of self-care and how to identify where you need it most and how to implement it without it being just another chore. You don't want self-care to be a chore. And so that's really what I'm trying to teach in this class is how to really incorporate it in a way that you get a return. So I will put the link in the show notes to sign up for that. Again, it's just a couple more days that you'll be able to sign up for the class and there will be a benefit to coming live but if you're not able to join live you will get the replay um, i'll be doing A Q&A on the call so if you have questions for me i would love to be able to answer them and interact with you so be sure to sh- to sign up for that and share that with anybody that you think might benefit from a class like this someone with an autoimmune disease that might need some self-care so with that Sign up. I look forward to seeing you there. Let's talk about five health habits to normalize. These health habits are inspired by things that I have seen in diet culture that either are not normalized or are too normalized, and all of it is working to our detriment. So I'll get into what I mean by this. But these are all things that you might consider unconventional, but things that will work in our favor that maybe you haven't considered. The first health habit to normalize is eating all foods at breakfast. My kids, for example, they will eat carrots and celery and Bell pepper with their breakfast. They will have leftover steak from the night before. They will have mushroom soup that I made for one dinner. They will have a whole wide variety of things for breakfast because in our house, breakfast foods alone don't really exist. And I do this on purpose. This is because a breakfast food is just an idea and not a rule, or not a truth. A breakfast food is essentially a construct that was made up and adopted by corporations and sent out you uh, via marketing. People in their marketing corporations, food corporations, took certain foods, and with the idea of, a, a brilliant idea of how can we market this in a very specific way, to where people think they need this and framing it as, oh, this is a breakfast food. Cereals, for example, they are framed as a breakfast food. Now, is there anything wrong with having cereal first thing in the morning? No, not necessarily. However, a lot of times the typical breakfast foods are more calorie dense and lacking in nutrition. And a great example of this is something like cinnamon rolls. That's when I'm always... Surprised to see when people will say, Oh, for breakfast, we've got some cinnamon rolls. I'll bring cinnamon rolls for the brunch or whatever it might be. And this is a food that is very calorie dense, very high in sugar, very high in fat. And there's no fruits, no vegetables, no fiber, no micronutrients. It's just very calorie dense. Now, again, I'm not demonizing cinnamon rolls. I love a good cinnamon roll. However, when we take a food like that and we give it a label like, Oh, it's a breakfast food thus I'm going to eat it for breakfast, it naturally lends itself to us omitting other foods that would help us, that would benefit us. If we're looking at things like cereals, juices, pastries, donuts, muffins as breakfast foods, we naturally omit things that are highly nutritious and valuable that can help start our day on a nutritious note. The truth is you will not implode if you had a salad for breakfast. It's not going to break you to have raw broccoli in the morning. Now, you might have food preferences. You might be like, that sounds disgusting in the morning. And that is fair. We do have our food preferences. But it's worth questioning because more often than not, our food preferences aren't inherent. They have more been shaped by our thinking because we're thinking oh that's so disgusting in the morning or oh that would taste so horrible in the morning. It's a balance. It's a balance of saying what foods do I enjoy and what foods do I feel like I could realistically eat and also what am I completely ruling out simply because of this idea that that's not a breakfast food. If you are not having any bre- uh, not having any vegetables in the morning because of this idea those aren't breakfast foods, vegetables. That's where I would offer, I would extend the offer to pause and to question that it's just an idea. Well before marketing and large food corporations, breakfast foods weren't really a thing. It was just eating food to help get you through the day, to give you energy, and whatever that food was, was good enough. So normalize eating all foods all day. Because at the beginning of a day, you really have the opportunity to set yourself up on the right foot to start the day with intention and getting on top of things. And if you are looking to get more nutrition in your diet then breakfast or the first time you eat in the morning or during the day, it's the best place to start because you can set yourself up with momentum and get started where you want to be and be ahead. So normalize eating all foods all day. All foods all day. That's what we do in our house. Health habit number two to normalize is going to dinner at 5 p.m. I was watching an episode of Modern Family and Cameron and Mitchell were calling to get a dinner reservation, and they were like, they only have one spot at five. And Cam was like, we're not 80 years old. And then he said, they've got another spot at 10. And he's like, we're not 16 years old or something like that. And it was really funny, but it struck me because Ben and I go on dates often. It's really important to us to have a date night. It's one of our things that we love. And part of that is an early dinner. It's very deliberate that if we go somewhere if we if we have dinner plans or if we want to do a date where we eat, we always will eat early. And this is because oftentimes when it comes to nights out or you know, weekend evenings, typically people can be out later than their normal schedule during the week or in the name of relaxing and having fun, again, their bedtime is either slightly delayed or drastically delayed, depending on what type of thing you're doing. And thus, when this happens, you are sacrificing sleep quantity and sleep quality. The first few hours of sleep are so important. Have you ever gone to bed late, but then slept in the next morning? So you've technically gotten the same amount of sleep, but you're still feeling sleepy all day. It's because when you get into a routine, those first few hours of sleep are often the most important. And so when you delay bedtime, you are missing the highest quality sleep. So going to dinner at 5 p.m. is actually quite a gift to give yourself in the future because you still get a night out. You can still enjoy yourself and go do something, but you can do it in a way where you're able to be home at a reasonable hour to maintain a consistent bedtime, which is something that I have talked about at length on the podcast, a consistent bedtime and wake time. And when you eat early, you are able to do that. And then you're not paying for it the next day. That's one of the things that's tricky about these nights out or dates. When they go late, then you're paying for it the next day. And it's like, you've got this cost of a night out. And sometimes it's worth it. There are times and places where we want to stay out late and that's to each their own. But if it's just going out to eat and you don't have any other limiting factors, normalize going to dinner at 5 p.m. We've got one restaurant that we love that opens right at 5. And so that's always when we get our reservation at 5 o'clock. And we go and it's the best. And then we're home and in bed by 9.30 And the next day, I feel totally normal and myself and it's great. So that's health habit number two to normalize. Health habit number three is carrying around your water mug. Listen, I don't know if it's just a Utah thing. I think it is a Utah thing. But on TikTok, people love to make fun of the Utah girls and their Stanley cups. And I think it's more of the idea that they have an obscene amount of them, which I think is totally hilarious, but the fact that everywhere they go, they're carrying their Stanley mug. And I am like, why are these girls getting hate for staying hydrated? Like, drinking water is such a great thing to do for the body, and to have it accessible and convenient to make it easier for yourself, like, holy cow, what a health win. And yet some of these people are being totally crucified for carrying around these water mugs and some people have like the gallon jugs or or, or whatever that they choose to drink their liquids out of and people give them hate and to me I think that's brilliant I think the fact that people are prioritizing hydration that they are making an effort to make sure they're getting enough water like just as with sleep water is one of the next best things you can do for yourself to help yourself feel well it's some of these basics that make the biggest difference and so don't be ashamed of carrying around your mug I've got one, everyone in my family has one, and I've got these cute little hooks that I hang them on, and I bring it everywhere I go, everywhere. And I love it because it makes it so much easier. And I always know that I'll have water and I'll be able to stay hydrated. So normalize, carrying around your water mug, do it. It's all good. You're doing that for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And people want to hate on it. That's fine. They can hate. No big deal. You're the one that's taking care of yourself. You do you. Number four, health habit to normalize. Women lifting heavy. Now, listen, in the age of the 90s, women were sold the idea of cardio, right? Avoid gaining weight, do cardio, but don't lift weights because you don't want to get too bulky. And this idea, has perpetuated a little bit and the tides are changing and I'm thrilled to see it. But I think there is still this underlying belief that you need to be doing cardio all the time if you want to manage your weight. Now, this is more symptomatic of an underlying problem because if anyone is behaving in a way out of fear of gaining weight, then that's a whole different problem because we should never do things in our health out of fear of gaining weight. That is a internal issue that needs some TLC and some coaching to be able to work through that to not live your life in fear of gaining weight, okay? So let's, let's table that. that. If you have a fear of gaining weight, get some coaching. Come see me on a free consult and we can talk all about it and we can talk through it and be able to work through that. But otherwise, women think cardio is best. Cardio is best for fat loss. Cardio is going to be best for my body, right? And then on top of that, they're sold the idea, women as well, of toning a muscle, but not building a muscle because you don't want to get too bulky. Now, again, this is one of the most fascinating marketing things that have, have played into diet culture that is just amazing from a business perspective, but also frustrating as someone in the health and fitness industry you cannot tone a muscle. Did you know this? A muscle cannot be toned. But again, that's the way that they frame it. That's the way magazines presented it to us growing up because that was more feminine, right? But it's impossible to tone a muscle. You either build muscle, you have muscle, or you don't. And believing that lifting heavy will make you bulky is another one of those myths that unfortunately, isn't true. Building muscle is actually difficult. It requires a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of patience, and a lot of eating, a lot of calories. It's a very energy-dense tissue. And so to build, it takes a lot of energy. And that comes in the form of calories. You need to eat to build muscle. And so when we can normalize women lifting heavy, we open up the possibility for women to to work wonders in their health currently and also to do wonders in preventative care for the future. Muscle is preventative and protective for so many age-related types of health decline. Lifting heavy and putting your bones and muscles under a lot of weight is the single best thing you can do for bone density and for joint health. Nothing will have as profound an effect on your bone density and your joint health as lifting weights. And as women especially, as they age, they naturally lose a percentage of muscle mass. And they also naturally lose bone density. It's part of hormones and going through menopause that women experience And without doing anything, if you stayed the same in terms of movement and calories, you would still naturally lose muscle and bone density over time. And muscle, muscle mass, muscle tissue on a body is so extraordinarily preventative for bone density changes and for joint problems And if you think about it, as you get older, if your joints and your bones start to weaken and fracture and get injured in other ways, you essentially limit your ability to function freely. So building muscle tissue on a body and lifting heavy gives you the ability to live freely for so much longer. Now, to build muscle and develop strength, you must push yourself. You must push those muscles to their limits, to failure, because for them to have reason to come back and grow stronger, they need to be pushed to their limit. So this isn't going to be someone walking around with five-pound dumbbells doing lunges and presses all at the same time. Those can be fine, but those are much more of a cardiovascular activity to really develop muscle and to develop the benefits that you will reap, you need to be under heavy weights. You can't be a cardio bunny afraid of pushing yourself to those muscular limits. So normalize lifting heavy. Normalize pushing yourself far beyond anything cardiovascular and much more focused on resistance training. And in addition to this, when women lift... I believe they become more than just something to look at. Again, when we are in the phase of cardio bunny, so often that's motivated by, I need to do this so I can look good. But when you lift, when women lift, they become no longer someone only to look at and instead become someone who is capable and strong. And that alone, for the mental health benefits and for the internal self-talk that can develop as a result of resistance training, you have physical benefits and you have these mental benefits that are so understated and yet more powerful than anything you could ever take, any supplement. So normalize women lifting heavy and lifting to their breaking point. I mean, not literally breaking, but lifting to failure. It's one of my favorite things to watch women really push themselves to that point because that is when they are a strong and capable bo- I mean, women are always strong and capable, but that's when I feel like women can more easily internalize their capability and their strength. The fifth and final health habit to normalize goes in tandem with number four, and that is women eating a lot. Now, again, this is not necessarily normalized because women are often sold the idea of we shouldn't be gaining weight or that focus on weight should be a huge majority of our mental energy, that weight management should be something that should take up a lot of our efforts and mental space. I also think that in a way it's been... Taught to us that it's not feminine to eat a lot; that it's more feminine to opt for a light salad. I'm watching Will and Grace right now, and I love that show. But seeing the diet culture coming out, that you know, early 2000s is so fascinating, and to see how these ideas were so prominent, and I think they still are to a degree. But I, like I said, I, I think things are changing. But to see the way they talk about low-fat, low-carb, as little as possible, cardio, salad. And it's such a shame because female bodies are bodies and they need fuel. Just because we're a female doesn't necessarily mean that we should be eating as little as possible. And that's unfortunately what I see is that because of this hyperfixation on weight management and because of a lot of negative self-talk and A negative opinion of oneself, women fixate on eating as little as possible. And when this happens, it can lead to negative health effects for one, when you are restricting calories that severely. And it can also lead to disordered eating patterns. And those can be such a devastating mental battle that you don't ever see. And Oftentimes, when women are approaching their health and weight management in this way, eating as little as possible, it can lead to binging later, and then it can develop that restrict phase, binge phase. And again, you can see how that would lead to disordered behaviors around food. Women are not meant to eat as little as possible. And they are also not meant to have their worth distilled down to their weight. Human bodies are meant to be fed. And believe it or not... Maintenance calories, eating at consistently at a caloric amount that equates to your body staying about the same is a lot. A lot of my clients are surprised when we spend time at maintenance at how much food it is, especially when you're hitting a protein target as well as a fiber target. Because when you're eating a lot of protein and a lot of fiber, it's a lot of volume. It's a lot of food. And that should be something that's normalized. It's not more feminine to eat less and it's not more feminine to opt for a salad over anything else. Food is food and female bodies need to be fed. And especially if women are lifting weights, you are boosting your metabolic rate. And if you are building muscle, you are naturally burning more calories because like I said, muscle needs a lot of energy to build and to exist. So the more muscle you have, the more you're able to eat without gaining weight because your muscle needs calories to stay as it is, to perpetuate itself. And so it all goes hand in hand to resistance train, to build muscle tissue on your body, and then to eat a lot, to nourish your body, to develop a healthy relationship with food, to be able to repair metabolic regulation and, and changes that have happened as a result of trying to eat as little as possible. So normalize women eating a lot of food. It was such a freeing moment for me when I realized this. And one of the episodes that comes to mind, this actually just popped into my head. I have an episode. I don't remember which one it was, but it's with Butter Your Macros and it's called Eat More Food and Meet Yourself for the First Time. And I would recommend going and listening to that episode because I go a lot into detail about this as I discuss with Heidi and Natalie about eating enough. And it's such a powerful shift, especially for women who have been told that their job is to be small and to eat as little as possible. So my friends, these are the health habits that I think should be normalized. I hope that it has been helpful and that it helps you be healthier and to normalize some of the things that are just overall better. Don't forget to sign up for my masterclass next week. I can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. I'll see you soon.